Hello, welcome to The Cheer Athlete. Today, we are going to talk about uh, flexibility as you grow, especially from, from for a child that's going through uh, from puberty and growing into like into the adulthood um, or young adulthood. Uh, we're going to talk about how your flexibility changes. It's very normal. And um, I wanted to touch on some key points and some key injuries. The debate on whether cheerleading qualifies as a sport is ongoing. There is no doubt, however, that cheerleaders are athletes. In the Cheer Athlete Podcast, we'll dive into all things that may affect cheer athletes who cheer. If you're interested in the sport of cheer, then this is a podcast for you. We'll talk with industry leaders and cheer enthusiasts who keep the sport of cheerleading progressing. I'm your host, Laura Turner, a.k.a. The Cheer PT, and I look forward to helping keep your, your athletes healthy and safe and on the mat, ready to progress and hit zero at all times. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to The Cheer Athlete. Today on this podcast, we're going to talk about a, a post that I saw on Reddit about a oh, uh, cheerleader who was injuring her arm doing a back handspring and or a back walkover and what that actually may potentially look at and see if we can figure out what's going on just by dissecting the movement in the process. I'm Laura Turner. I'm uh, the, the host of the show and uh, I'm very happy to have you join me today. I uh, help I help cheer athletes improve their performance, reduce injuries in cheerleading, and I am excited to talk to you today about this. Why? Because breaking down movement is what I do. This is this is exactly what I love to do. So I don't know this person. I've not really talked to this person. Uh, the The question that came up was, why do I have pain in my arm when I am trying to tumble um, and putting weight through it? It didn't used to hurt before. And why does it hurt now? There was a comment that the arm was turned, that that left arm, so it's the left arm that hurts, and that left arm is turned in. Um, you may not be able to see this with my screen here, but so if the left arm is turned in when your arm is overhead, that's gonna make the shoulder rise up. So we could look at this in two different ways. Either the hand doesn't have the mobility to turn out, or the shoulder and at the scapula and the, the humerus doesn't actually have enough to turn out and get into a solid, centrated, centered position to hold steady and keep the keep the stability through the upper body and the um, through the scapula and the upper body. This can happen for a number of reasons, potentially due to course instability. Potentially, you know, if something is compensating uh, down below or in the core below the arms it may cause the arm to have to turn in to create that stability. Con conversely, if there's too much mobility in the shoulder and we're not, and we're not able to, uh, it's too much mobility in the internal rotation, we can't actually rotate, then that's gonna send a compensation pattern also. This kind of feels like it's all over the place. The bottom line is if one joint is moving one way, another joint's gonna move another way. In order to get a back handspring, you need the you need power and strength in your legs. If that that's not there, it's you're going to have a hard time going over, and the arms are going to compensate, which they're only meant to be on the ground for a short period of time. You do need that strength in your shoulders and your arms, and you need to be able to do a handstand before you do a handspring. But the power in the handspring going over comes from the legs. Uh, but if you don't have the mobility in your shoulders, 
to be able to get your arm fully up overhead in a straight position, that's going to create a compensation further down the chain. And if you don't have the stub stability through your shoulder blades along how they move on your rib cage, if they're hiking up too high, it's going to set the shoulder in a different position. So if our shoulder sits, the so shoulder blade sits like this, this is the back of the shoulder towards me as the front. Your arm has to sit in the socket like this. It needs to turn and rotate and glide down whenever we raise our arm overhead. So if your arm is up overhead here and it's internally rotated, that's going, which we do want some internal rotation there, but if it's too far in and your hand is turning in this way, it's likely because you can't get that shoulder blade back into the back pocket. It very well could be coming from the elbow and the wrist and the forearm if there's tightness in through there that you can't get that weight bearing through your hand. So there's quite a few reasons that this could all occur. The, the key takeaway is we need to test, don't guess. So get into physical therapy and get assessed to see what's missing. Is it your upper back mobility that isn't allowing your shoulder blades to do their work? Is it your shoulder strength stability that's not allowing that to, to move normally and glide? Is, like, maybe you need some rotator cuff strength or your scapular aren't uh, moving at the right speed and time. Or is it actually at your, your wrist that the issue is? Most of the time in the clinic, I find that the area of pain is not actually the area that is causing the dysfunction. And that's another key takeaway. It's too hard to answer a question on a platform um, without having conversation with somebody about, you know, what's going, when, what is your mobility like? What does it look like as you move? You know, do your joints all move at just the right time and uh, the muscles moving along with them the way they're supposed to? If we're compensating and we don't have that stability, that's going to create an issue. And you, we need to, you, you can't get a good answer just in the, the limited conversation that you can have on a post. It doesn't mean don't ask because then you get people like me talking about it. Um, but, you know, and you can get other feedback and hopefully people are going to encourage you to go into physical therapy and see a movement professional to help you create better movement and get you stronger so that you're not compensating. If, if it happens one time, I don't think you need to get in physical therapy. Check it. Your coach can look and see what's happening. If you can fix it, great. Keep working at it and, and build that stability. But if it's something that's happening over and over again and your pain is not going away, then you need to get checked. If it's only happening during the activity and you have no pain when you get home from practice, when you're at rest um, or you know at nighttime, it's it, there's likely not some acute process such as a fracture going on that's going that requires x-rays if it, you the pain goes away when you stop doing something like a handspring if you stop doing the activity and you don't have pain afterwards and you can grip and hold on and use your hand normally it's likely not a, a fracture the the fractures come if there's something that's not going away if it's constant if it's if you can't you know you, yes, you had pain with weight bearing, but you now also can't hold a glass of water or brush your teeth. Those are things that maybe you need to, and you know you had a, a sharp incident while you were tumbling. Then you should go get an x-ray and follow up with your physician. 
Beyond that, you can get right in with your physical therapist. And most physical therapists don't need to have a doctor's uh, referral. Dependence on the state that they're in. They might need um, documentation for their insurance company, for the patient's insurance company, but not necessarily to get seen, at least to do a quick assessment and say, hey, yeah, I think X, Y, and Z is going on. We should get you into physical therapy and do some hands-on work or try these couple of exercises and keep going. If you have any questions about this, please reach out. I'm happy to answer questions. We can set up a free discovery call and see about your movement online. Can't do physical therapy with you if you don't live in Massachusetts, but I can certainly give you some ideas of where your strength may be missing. And should you get into physical therapy or do you actually need to, to focus a little bit more on your strength and conditioning and building the upper body strength, that core strength to allow you to stop compensating and get your your arm and your shoulder back in that better position. If you have any questions about any of this, please don't hesitate to reach out. This is, uh, you know, I think we, we tend to brush stuff under the rug sometimes and try to just have that quick fix. There's not a quick fix. Most of the time you need to see someone and work with somebody to help get things moving better and make sure they're, they're moving in the right position. But sometimes it can be a quick fix uh, is when you take that first step. It's hard to to um, it's hard to understand like you have to take that step and get checked out. And I get that completely because you're afraid you might be off the mat. You're afraid, you know, does that mean I'm done for the season? The sooner you get checked, the sooner you're going to be back on the mat and feeling better. And even if it means you have to be out for an entire season because of an injury, it's so much better if you can get things moving and feeling better, or I would think at least it'd be so much better to be feeling and moving better and not have the restriction and then come back even stronger. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of The Cheer Athlete. If you have any questions, my email is uh, in the uh, episode notes, and I look forward to talking with you again next time. Don't forget, when in doubt, breathe it out. Take life one step at a time. And as my friend Drew Kelleher said, you're responsible for your own vibes. Make it a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Cheer Athlete. If you enjoyed it, please remember to like, share, and review. Because when you do that, it reaches more people. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. I look forward to having an ongoing discussion. To access our free guides... The, from the cheer PT. We have a healthy day, seven day cheerleading challenge and a uh, healthy fit cheer, which will help you improve your jumps and your tumbling. And then the 10 top ways to prevent cheerleading injuries along with our concussions, uh, our concussion interview series. Any of these free guides you can find available in the links below. And uh, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can always reach us at www.movebetterllc.com. Have a great day, live life without deductions, and keep cheering.